chapter sixteen of sowing and reaping by francis c w harper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter sixteen good morning mr clifford said joe goff entering the store of paul clifford the next day after he joined the reform club i've heard that you wanted someone to help you and i'm ready to do anything to make an honest living i'm very sorry said paul but i have just engaged a young man belonging to our club to come this morning joe looked sad but not discouraged and said mr clifford i want to turn over a new leaf in my life but every one does not know that do you know of any situation i can get i've been a bookkeeper and a salesman in the town of c where i once lived but i am willing to begin almost anywhere on the ladder of life and make it a stepping-stone to something better there was a tone of earnestness in his voice and an air of determination in his manner that favorably impressed paul clifford and he replied i was thinking of a friend of mine who wants a helping hand but it may not be after all the kind of work you prefer he wants a porter but as you say you want to make your position a stepping-stone to something better if you make up your mind to do your level best the way may open before you in some more congenial and unexpected quarter wait a few minutes and i will give you a line to him no i can do better than that he is a member of our club and i will see him myself but before you do had we better not go to the barber's i would like to said joe but i haven't haven't the money yes mr clifford that's the fact i'm not able to pay even for a shave oh what a fool i have been oh well never mind let the dead past bury its dead the future is before you try and redeem that if you accept it i will lend you a few dollars i believe in lending a helping hand so come with me to the barber's and i'll make it all right you can pay me when you are able but here we are at the door let us go in they entered and in a few moments joe's face was under the manipulating care of the barber fix this so said joe to the barber giving him directions how to cut his moustache paul was somewhat amused and yet in that simple act he saw a return of self-respect and was glad to see its slightest manifestations and it was pleasant to witness the satisfaction with which joe beheld himself in the glass as he exclaimed why mary would hardly know me suppose now we go to the tailor's and get some new rigging mr clifford said joe hesitatingly you are very kind but i don't know when i shall be able to pay you and oh never mind when you are able i will send my bill it will help you in looking for a place to go decently dressed so let us go into the store and get a new suit they entered a clothing store and in a few moments joe was dressed in a new suit which made him look almost like another person now we are ready said paul appearances are not so much against you good morning mr tennant said paul to the proprietor of a large store i heard last night that you wanted help in your store and i brought you mr goff who is willing to take any situation you will give him and i will add he is a member of our reform club mr tennant looked thoughtfully for a moment and replied i've only one vacancy and i do not think it would suit your friend my porter died yesterday and that is the only situation which i can offer him at present i will accept it said joe if you will give it to me i am willing to do anything to make an honest living for my family well you can come to-morrow or stop now and begin all right said joe with a promptness that pleased his employer and joe was installed in the first day's regular work he had had for months what sitting up sewing 
said bell gordon entering the neat room where mrs golf was rejuvenating a dress for her older daughter why you look like another woman your cheeks are getting plump your eyes are brightening and you look so happy i feel just like i look miss gordon joe has grown so steady he gets constant work and he is providing so well for us all and he won't hear to me taking again that slop shop work he says all he wants me to do is to get well and take care of the home and children but you look rather pale have you been sick yes i have been rather unwell for several weeks and the doctor has ordered among other things that i should have a plentiful supply of fresh air so to-morrow as there is to be a free excursion and i am on the committee i think if nothing prevents i shall go perhaps you would like to go yes if joe will consent but-but what well joe has pretty high notions and i think he may object because it is receiving charity i can't blame him for it but joe has a right smart of pride that way no i don't blame him i rather admire his spirit of self-reliance and i wouldn't lay the weight of my smallest finger upon his self-respect to repress it still i would like to see your mammy and hattie have a chance to get out into the woods and have what i call a good time i think i can have it so arranged that you can go with me and serve as one of the committee on refreshments and your services would be an ample compensation for your entertainment well if you put it in that light i think joe would be willing for me to go i will leave the matter there and when your husband comes home you can consult him and send me word and so you are getting along nicely oh yes indeed splendidly just look here this is joe's present and mary held up with both hands a beautifully embossed and illustrated bible this was my birthday present oh miss bell joe seems to me like another man last night we went to a conference and prayer meeting and joe spoke did you know he had joined the church no when did that happen last week has he become religious well i think joe's trying to do the best he can he said last night in meeting that he felt like a new man and if they didn't believe he had religion to ask his wife and suppose they had asked you what would you have said i would have said i believe joe's a changed man and i hope he will hold out faithful and miss bell i want to be a christian but there are some things about religion i can't understand people often used to talk to me about getting religion and getting ready to die religion somehow got associated in my mind with sorrow and death but it seems to me since i've known you and mr clifford the thing looks different i got it associated with something else besides the pall the hearse and weeping mourners you have made me feel that it is as beautiful and valuable for life as it is necessary for death and yet there are some things i can't understand miss bell will you be shocked if i tell you something which has often puzzled me i don't know i hope you have nothing very shocking to tell me well perhaps it is and maybe i'd better not say it but you have raised my curiosity and woman like i want to hear it now don't be shocked but let me ask you if you really believe that god is good yes i do and to doubt it would be to unmoor my soul from love from peace and rest it seems to me to believe that must be the first resting-place for my soul and i feel that with me to doubt would be disloyalty to falter would be sin but my dear i have been puzzled just as you have and can say i have wandered in mazes dark and distressing i have had not a cheering ray my spirit to bless cheerless unbelief held my 
labouring soul in grief and what then i then turned to the gospel that taught me to pray and trust in the living word from folly away and it was here my spirit found a resting place and i feel that in believing i have entered into rest ah said mary to herself when bell was gone there is something so restful and yet inspiring in her words i wish i had her faith End of chapter 16